Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society. Do you remember Woolworth's store on Main Street? The key bank is now located where Woolworth's was in the 1970s. In 1972, a dangerous fire destroyed the Woolworth building. The fire began before sunrise and eventually sent four local firemen to the hospital with injuries. On November 20th, Woolworths was packed with Christmas merchandise and the basement was full of house paint cans. It was believed that faulty wiring in the basement began the blaze. The paint cans proved to be a large fuel supply for the fire. The manager of the store said, There was so much smoke the minute we went in that you couldn't see anything. The reformer reported that 270,000 gallons of water were used to contain the fire. The drain on the Brattleboro water system was so large that many houses in the higher elevations of town lost water pressure for the morning. The company decided not to rebuild, so Woolworths ceased to be part of the downtown scene for the first time in 56 years. It was back in 1916 when Woolworths first came to Brattleboro. In the 1880s, Frank Winfield Woolworth began the concept of five-and-dime stores in the Northeast. His stores featured low prices, everything cost a nickel or a dime, and he offered a different store experience than what was found in general and dry goods stores. F.W. Woolworths began self-service display cases and was one of the first to put merchandise out for shoppers to handle without the help of a sales clerk. Before Woolworths, local stores kept all goods for sale behind counters and customers were expected to ask for assistance from a store clerk. The Woolworths strategy was to open stores in multiple locations, buy items in bulk directly from manufacturers, and set low prices that would undercut the competition. In 1911, F.W. Woolworth merged his chain of 5 and 10 cent stores with four rival retailers to form a larger chain of 596 stores across the United States. At the time, there really weren't general merchandise chain stores. A&P had begun a grocery store chain, but Woolworths was probably the first large general merchandise chain store to emerge in the United States. The Brattleboro arrival of Woolworths in 1916 was controversial. The Pratt family had been operating a general merchandise and dry goods store in Main Street's Granite Block since the 1850s. The Granite Block is the building that presently houses Amy's Bakery. When the patriarch of the family, Oscar Pratt, died in 1915, the next generation decided to sell the store and the building. It was known that Woolworths wanted to locate on Brattleboro's Main Street, but local businessmen had discouraged Main Street's building owners from leasing or selling to the chain store corporation. Local business owners feared Woolworths' ability to keep prices low would destroy other retailers. In order to deflect animosity, the Pratt family sold the store to one party and then sold the building to another. The new building owner then immediately sold the granite block to Woolworths. Woolworths' 5 and 10 cent store grand opening occurred in October 1916. The company's advertisement in the local paper said, Our tremendous buying power gained in operating over 900 5 and 10 cent stores throughout the United States and Canada makes it possible for us to give exceptional value in all departments. The reformer reported, The list of articles that are sold for 5 and 10 cents is of a surprising range. Many who inspected the store and stock had their first experience in a Woolworth store and were astonished at the variety of articles obtainable at a reasonable price. Local business owners' fears were justified. At least three general and dry goods businesses on Main Street closed within two years. Businesses that rented space in the four-story granite block were forced to leave as rents and lease prices were increased by the Woolworth Company.
During Woolworth's first decade in Brattleboro, the managers who operated the store typically remained for a year or two before earning a promotion and transferring to another store location. Woolworth's was the first prominent five and ten cent store, but other chain stores like Fishman's began to give Woolworth's competition. In 1932, F.W. Woolworth expanded its retail line to include products up to 20 cents. In 1935, Woolworths dropped price limits on its goods and the local store expanded its product line to compete with up-and-coming department stores. In order to expand the types of products sold in Woolworths, the local store took over the entire first floor of the granite block. In 1927, Stan Fanning became the manager of Brattleboro's Woolworths store. He was offered many opportunities to rise up in the Woolworth Corporation world, but chose to remain in Brattleboro. His presence lent stability and a local connection to the chain store. He managed the store for 35 years. As time went on, Woolworths became a local mainstay and generations developed fond memories of the business. In the 1950s, the retail business was changing, as was Brattleboro's Main Street. In 1952, a Boston real estate operator, Saul Koppelman, negotiated the sale of Main Street's town hall to Massachusetts real estate developers. In 1953, Saul Koppelman also negotiated the sale of the land that had been occupied by St. Michael's Episcopal Church prior to its move to Bradley Avenue. A W.T. Grant store was built on the town hall site, and in 1956, a new Woolworths building was constructed on the site of the former Episcopal Church. Saul Koppelman made similar deals in Barrie and Newport, Vermont. Their main streets also lost historic buildings and gained chain stores. In November 1956, Stan Fanning oversaw the opening of Woolworths' new store next to W.T. Grant. It employed 35 people, twice the number of the old store, and built itself as the first service variety store in southern Vermont. The new store allowed Woolworths to carry a third more items than what could be found in the old Woolworths in the granite block. Curtains, shoes, bedding, and a pet department with tropical fish and birds were new offerings. One of the elements that was added to the new Woolworths was a 27-stool lunch counter along the north side of the store. In 1960, students from Putney School and Marlboro College picketed Main Street's Woolworth to focus attention on civil rights abuses in Woolworth chain stores. A Woolworth store in Greensboro, North Carolina refused to serve four African-American students at its lunch counter. Segregation in the South was supported by the Woolworth chain. The protesters outside of Brattleboro's Woolworth store were acting in solidarity with those who were discriminated against in North Carolina. Protest signs said, don't buy at Woolworths and don't support segregation. Leaflets from the National Civil Rights Organization Corps, Congress of Racial Equity, were also distributed. An editorial in the Reformer supported Woolworths and suggested the protesters were misguided young people from out of town. The editorial went on to say the protesters showed a callous disregard for this community. Brattleboro is a good community to get acquainted with. It has its weaknesses, and if any of them are worth picketing at any time, we hope they will be. But there must be better ways of supporting civil rights for Negroes in the South than by Saturday's demonstration on Main Street. The editorial explained that the local Woolworths was not perceived as part of a national chain as much as it was thought of as manager Stan Fanning's store. The writer of the editorial also said there were racial problems in the South and in northern urban areas, but there weren't any known issues in Brattleboro. At Brattleboro's Woolworths store, everybody and his brother can sit at the lunch counter, wrote the editor. Woolworths continued into the 1970s and met its demise in an early morning fire. During the 56 years Woolworths was in Brattleboro, the business transitioned from a despised corporate chain to a beloved local institution. Persistent civil rights protesters across the country caused the Woolworths change to change its southern segregation policy within two months of the protest in Brattleboro. 
please join us next week for another story from our community's past.